0: Welcome to the podcast, With All Your Mind, hosted by me, Rachel Grimm. We're here to help understand the Bible with cultural and historical context, linguistic info, and other cool stuff. Enjoy. All right, good afternoon, guys. This is Rachel, and this is With All Your Mind. Welcome back to a totally random episode that has nothing to do with anything else that we've talked about this episode or the season rather. All right, so I thought it was time to, we could do a few announcements, give you the plans for the podcast, and a friend told me that it would be good to have some background information on myself so that you know why you should listen to me, kind of what my credentials are. And they're kind of random, so I haven't talked about them to this point because they're kind of random. And they don't look terribly great on paper, but they amount to something, but not exactly what you might expect. So let me start off with a few announcements. The first one is that I'm going to start putting my podcast email into the show notes. It's just podcast at gmail.com. That's just for if you wanted to communicate with me in any way... Up until this point but you weren't sure how to do it the email is there for you to use if you have comments if you have questions and if you have any special requests a topic that you would like me to cover or even just email you back about um, if it's something simple enough that i can just shoot you back an email i'll definitely do that but i'm saving a slot or two at the end of the season for special requests or q a or basically any input that somebody else gives me about something that I can talk about. So if you have questions, something that you want talked about more that we've already done, or maybe you just want to talk about a different topic, that's fine, I'm up for a lot of different things. Anything within the biblical studies realm of everything, I'm up for. So that could be about um, biblical languages, biblical culture, ancient near eastern history, even a bit of church history. Uh, I did a hermeneutics course last year and we went through some church history and so that got me back interested into some church history stuff. So I am not a church history buff. I am much more about the linguistics and how to read the bible but I'm willing to look into other things. All right, so that's for topic requests and communicating with me. Um, But about the background, my background. So I'm going to give you a, a few different ways of how maybe I have any idea what I'm talking about when it comes to biblical studies. Okay, so my educational background first. My bachelor's is in Russian studies. Yes, I know. Totally practical and use it every day. No, I actually it's what got me interested in linguistics and language in the first place. I took Spanish in high school and the language where I grew up, but I never really got into languages. Spanish just wasn't my style because usually when you learn Spanish, it's all about singing and drawing and all these artistic ways to learn the language. And that just wasn't my deal. And then I took Russian in college and it was very grammatically based. And I realized I love grammar. So that got me into linguistics and languages in general. But then because it was Russian studies, it was everything about Russia. It was, and the Soviet Union. It was about the history and the culture and the geopolitics and the religion. And my the main teacher that taught a lot of the courses in the program, his name was Father Simon. He was a Russian Orthodox priest. As far as I know, he's still teaching. So I actually had a whole class on Russian Orthodoxy, and we would go to his church, his Russian Orthodox church, as a part of the class. So that was my first real digging in deeply into a religion of a, a Christian religion, but not the same denomination or a sect or branch or whatever you want to call it that I was in a really deep, intense look at it. And not just a cultural look at it, but the beliefs and the systems and the processes of another branch of Christianity. And so with that, my minor was in philosophy. (laughs) Yes, another super practical one. Um, But that really helped me with logical thinking and to be able to recognize and see where logic was being used and where it wasn't being used and how it wasn't being used, you know, really looking at logical fallacies and understanding that doesn't make sense. I feel like I'm being manipulated, but how am I being manipulated? How are they twisting that information? Or how is that information not being used accurately? Um, A logic class that I took as a part of my philosophy minor was an independent study and I was just one-on-one with one of the philosophy professors. And what we did as our final project was, this was in 2004 and the Bush and Gore presidential debates had just happened. And what we did was we looked at the presidential debates. I watched them and I wrote down as many logical fallacies as I could while I was watching the debate to see how many were used in the course of the debate. And it was just one of the debates. But I had a list of over 100 100 instances where logical fallacies were. So that was a really incredibly valuable class to me in, in philosophy in general. Other classes really stick out in my memory as being really important. Next up, I have a master's in humanities. Again, super practical. What that one actually allows me to do is teach at the college level, with introductory courses. I have never done that, but I I could. Um, but that master's in humanities really l- helped me learn how to research and write and edit professionally. Not, you know, not professionally. I don't, I haven't published anything. But to be able to do it to, do it to such a degree that I don't have to be um, worried about whether it looks polished enough. I know it is. I know I'm doing it wor- Right. Whether I choose to do it right is a different matter, as my husband can always make fun of me for. Um, I studied Biblical Greek, Modern Hebrew, and Biblical Hebrew on my own. And I started all that uh, thinking that I would get into Bible translation. But I started learning Modern Hebrew because my husband and I moved to Israel for a year, a little over a year. And I started a Biblical Studies Master's at a university in Israel. And that's where I got introduced to research in biblical studies, how to do it, with what to do it, what kind of resources, how to think in the biblical studies world, and really get in depth with the languages. Like I took a biblical Hebrew linguistics class as a part of that program. And to do that program, I also got my secret weapon my (laughs) ace in my back pocket kind of thing for this podcast is that i got logos bible software i don't imagine i would be able to do this podcast at least the way that i'm doing it now with the topics that i can do and whatnot i wouldn't be able to do it without logos if you're unfamiliar logos is basically a huge library in a computer program so that i can open up my laptop bring up logos And search for a Greek word or a Hebrew word or a Bible verse and it will bring up five commentaries, three historical sermons, four lexicons, and it will just tell me everything I want to know about a word or a phrase or a concept or whatever and (laughs) it's pretty complicated so but that helps a lot because I have a ton of books and resources that I can use for anything that I want, and it's incredibly helpful. Um, Next up, my vocational experience. If I have a job title, and I usually don't because I stay at home now with my, my two boys, but if I call myself anything, I call myself a teacher because that's what I used to do. I taught adult ESL for about five or six years and tutored in the humanities, mostly with writing at a community college. And then I also taught ESL at the college level and then worked in the public school system for three years with various jobs. So working in education is what I have done most. I've had various other jobs, but working in education and teaching are the two big ones. And then for my personal history that might add in, I grew up as a missionary kid. (laughs) I don't know what stereotypes or connotations that, that brings up, but I'm one of those. I took some missionary trips to Russia and Brazil, and I thought it was important to mention that my church, the one that I've been with for about 15 years or so, has a really heavy emphasis on biblical literacy and familiarity the the important point of the church is that you go through the bible you read the bible you know the bible okay so my overall bible familiarity definitely started with my church because they emphasize that a lot Uh, i also have some good people around me my dad is a pastor and a church history buff my husband is a geopolitics and ancient near history guy And I've read a lot of, well, I started in the last year, started reading a lot of academic biblical studies books and a couple of podcasts, and I'm studying those biblical languages again. It's been a while since I studied Greek and biblical Hebrew, so I figured I should refresh my memory. And so I'm taking a few courses again, which brings me to the last one. I've also attended a handful of conferences and seminars And one week long Bible translation training programs, um, because that's what I thought I would be doing. I thought I would be working in Bible translation, using the biblical languages to inform the translators. Kind of like be a resource to Bible translators to tell them, "Um, you should be careful with that word. It means this, so it can be a little tricky. So what were you thinking of translating it as? That kind of helped to people. Uh, That didn't work out. But when I think about this podcast and what I'm doing with this podcast, I kind of see it as the same thing that I would have been doing with Bible translation, except I'm doing it in English, if that makes any sense at all. I feel like in our culture today and in churches today, there's a huge breadth of understanding, but not much depth. We know a lot of biblical terminology. We have a lot of Christianese, right? I'm blessed. Um, you know, I'm sure you can think of a lot of it. But I don't feel like I'm not confident that people know what that stuff means. And it makes me really sometimes upset, sometimes sad, sometimes frustrated, sometimes passionate, um, just mostly fired up to help people understand what those things actually mean. So that we can be sincere when we're using those words. So that we can be talking to a God that we know instead of a God that we've read about and feel like we should know, but don't really. Okay? So that's one of my big things for myself personally is that I don't want to be a Christian just a name only. Somebody that feels like they know stuff, but if somebody asks me a hard question... I'll shuffle them off to somebody else and kind of stumble over my words. I want to know what I believe, and I want to help you guys know what you believe. Not just do it because you're a traditional Christian. You've just always been a Christian. Your family has always been Christian, but because you actually know it and you believe it, and you believe it because you know it's true, because you've looked at it. You've looked at it in the face, and you're like, yeah, that's that's for real. I know it because I've thought about it. So getting away from that um, really shallow Christianity, which is pretty, you know, it's pretty common. Getting away from that and really knowing what we're talking about. And so I guess I'm a Bible translator for English speakers. <laughs> that's, that's my little, my little thing. Okay, so let me give you the plans for the podcast. This is our last thing. We're going to do about 16 or 18 episodes for this season. And that will bring us up until about sometime in May is when we're going to finish up for the season. And if you guys give me ideas or topics for one or two episodes at the end, we'll probably end up with more like 18. If we don't, we'll end up with more like 16. And then I'm going to take a break through the summer so that I can work on those language courses and do some more research and take a break. Basically, (laughs) I want to do some gardening this year. I always kill plants, but I'm going to try. And then we'll start up with a new season, maybe in August or September. And we'll kind of probably follow the school year, kind of do semesters. That's my idea. I make plans, but I'm willing for them to change. So my general idea is that we would start up again in August or September and run through December, and then start up again in January and run through May. And this season had a theme to it, like you guys knew, names and titles. The next season, I'm pretty sure I know what the theme is going to be, but I'm not going to tell you yet in case I change my mind. And yeah, so I might do a a few shorter episodes during the summer if there's something cool that comes up and I just want to tell you guys about it, but I'll mostly be taking a break and yeah, those are the plans. Plans can change. I'm okay with that. Hope you guys are okay with that. Um, All right. So those are the plans. That's my background. Please email me if you have questions or comments or want to yell at me or anything like that. Feel free. I made yet another Gmail. So please use it. Please give me email other than Pandora promotional content. That would be nice. All right. I will talk to you guys another time. Hope you have a good day. I'll see you. Bye.